Welcome back everyone. If you're new here, my name is Jonathan Cabrera and this is another episode of the Creative Film Guide podcast where every creative is heard. In this week's episode, my guest is a college friend of mine who now makes corporate commercials. We talk about film school, finding a job after, and what it's like working a corporate job versus freelancing. How long have we really known each other? I feel like we started film school around the same time, or were you in film school a little bit longer than me? I forget. Uh, I started, what, the summer of 2011? Because we graduated, right? The same? No, we didn't graduate the same class, did we? You were the next class, but same graduation. We've known each other for, like, maybe over five years? Yeah. Going to film school is kind of a big decision. And, well, what got you into film like what 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 got you to start into filmmaking like was it like just some hidden passion that you discovered or was it did you watch a movie that like inspired you that you're like holy crap like I want to make movies like this like this is amazing um yeah I, I guess I'd say it's a little bit of a combination of both uh you know when I was like probably around like 10 me and the neighbor kids would you know, grab one of one of our family's uh, little kind of camcorder thing that like shot to tape, and we'd kind of we'd just film a bunch of different stuff, and you know, like we'd film little like Star Wars skits and like you know pretend action pieces, and like you know you had to do the sound effects into the camera as stuff was happening to try to like you know make it sound like it was real because you know we shot to edit, we didn't we did or we we edit our sh- every shot you saw was the edit, you know there was no put it onto a computer and cut it later or anything, you know, we didn't have any of that technology or that power or know how to do that. So, um, you know, from like stop little stop animation things with like Gundams and like, uh, you know, the little like army guys and stuff. Um, you know, I, I had so much fun doing that. And then, you know, as I got older, you know, you graduate high school or you're getting close and you kind of start to think like, what am I going to do with my life? And, you know, I realized how much I'd love doing that, how much I'd love to tell stories, you know, and I had this huge passion for, you know, films. And I was like, man, I wish I could make things, you know, like Kubrick or make things like, you know, uh, Nolan. And, you know, like I want to tell, you know, these amazing stories that, you know, maybe can affect somebody or, you know, change the thing. So that's kind of what led me to the decision of, you know, film school sounds better than getting a desk job. So I'm going to go for it. Was it worth it? Like, was film school worth it? Because there's this, there's always a huge debate on whether film school is worth it. You know, a lot of people say you should go to film school. A lot of people say you shouldn't go to film school. You know, what's your what's your thoughts on going to film school and, you know, graduating? Uh, for me personally, I think absolutely. You know, I think it's what you get in it or what you put into it is what you get out of it. And it, you know, you don't put 100% of your time or effort or you know, you're not spending your hours away from school, you know, watching and critiquing movies just for fun or, you know, like you're just thinking of shots because you're like, oh, I'm, you know, inspired right now. Let me think of stuff. Then, you know, I don't know if you belong in the film industry at all, but, you know, film school is at least a good stepping stone of you kind of get in and all of a sudden it's, hey, you know, pick up this camera. You know, we're going to throw you out, throw some lights at you, you know, try lighting, try this. And, you know, it, it, it'll definitely tell you like, what you want to be in film as well like for me i learned i don't want to produce at all i don't like any of the aspects of producing it's just all of it is like horrific work to me and no offense to anybody who likes producing it's just not the cup of tea for me so i think film school kind of can help you find your place in the film industry if that's something you're looking for 
Yeah, and I think that was something that was cool with our school. It, it's, it wasn't just a DP school or just a film writing school, if they have those. But it was something where, like, you kind of jump into every single thing. If you learn... Well, basically, they they make you learn everything. And then, you know, you kind of... Once you get out of there... Or I guess you kind of focus on what you really want to do. And then when you get out, you'll know what you want to do. Well, I guess they forced us to direct our own thesis films, right? At the end. Because you couldn't really do anything else. Yeah, I was going to say... Yeah, I think in the end, yeah, your option... Like, I think at one point in the program, you could do producing for the end film. But I think they cut that. So... It was either you could like DP three of them or you could, you know, direct one. And realistically, with how many students we had in our graduated classes, which was what, like six to 12 sometimes, sometimes less, sometimes a little more, you know, to DP three films and have people that, you know, you you've been in school with all this time, trust you for their final film that they're putting, you know, five, 10 grand of their own money into, you know, was kind of impossible. So I think most people lean towards directing just because that's what in, in a sense was an easier thing to actually accomplish. Was film school difficult for, for you? I mean, it wasn't difficult for me because I kind of got used to like the routine, like go shoot your, go shoot your film, do this, do that, do that. And I mean, I think a lot of people felt like that too. And, but some people also would just do it to get a grade and that's pretty much it. I mean, is film school, do you think film school is somewhere you need to kind of go above and beyond at the time or just experiment or is it something, you know, you just go in, you learn and that's it. Or is it more of an experimental thing? I guess, hmm, I would say the greatest thing you get in film school is a chance to experiment with everything that you're doing. You know, like if you pick a terrible shot, oh, your teacher's going to criticize you and, you know, maybe you can say, like, I was trying this and, you know, help bump your letter grade up. But at the same time, this is your chance to try things and, you know, kind of get to be free-flowing. Um, but I see what – I definitely saw what you say where, like, you would get into a flow of things where it would be, at least for me personally, like, I worked with, like, kind of the same group throughout my entire th time through film school. Like, even if we didn't have the same classes, a lot of us would be like, hey, I have this. Can you help me? You know, like – oh, you have that class, let me come over, I'll just work the camera for you, we'll shoot this real quick, oh, you know, I have this car, you know, we could shoot and just, you know, we could sit in the car and, you know, shoot this piece, and, um, you know, a lot of that happened to be what the routine became, is it wasn't so much, like, crank out projects, it became, like, how do we all help each other get through, you know, at the time, I think, like, the nightmare, quote-unquote, of film school of, you know, this rush, 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 don't think about what you're doing and just kind of ones and zeros out your videos. And like throughout that whole process of, you know, going through it, I think, I think film school is probably the place where you have to develop, you know, like a hard shell, a, a backbone and being able to take critiquing from your peers. Now that's something like a lot of people would not want to do. Like, I mean, I, I remember people being critiqued and pretty much just brushing off the teacher or brushing off classmates and everything like that because they don't they don't like to hear that their stuff isn't good, especially if you think what you shot was good. But that's not always the case, right? I mean, film school is for mistakes and criticism and critiquing is to help you develop a sense of what the real world is going to be like, you know? And how did you feel about being critiqued 
and how should others, you know, not take it so personally? How do you think others should take it? Um, I, I, I'll say for me personally, I started out, I, I did not take critiquing well. You know, I was like, I spent time on this. I picked a shot. I made a decision. You know, what I did is good. Um, but if I if I could give myself advice of, you know, when I first entered film school, it would be just relax. You know, like you can go back, you can reshoot stuff, you can get stuff. You know, the professionals do it like there's months of reshoots on, you know, huge, big movies. It's not so much that what you did is bad I would say it's a lot of times you have to look at it as a um you know you're not telling the story in the most effective way possible and I think kind of if you can take that approach of you know I'm not telling this effectively instead of you're you're criticizing all my decisions then I think you maybe you can get a little more open about taking critiques and seeing like, Oh no, you're right. Like a close up on this makes way more sense than this, you know, holding on this wide shot for 10 seconds, you know, like I see what you're saying that, you know, brings the viewer in and, you know, takes yourself out of this mindset of you're this person making a movie and tries to put yourself back into the, the, um, the eyes of a viewer. So, you know, going out, going, going to film school and graduating. I mean, now you're a, commercial filmmaker i want to say a commercial film filmmaker for a for a hospital or can you explain that what's your what's your current job now uh yeah so so yeah so right now i'm a in-house videographer is my technical title but um i do everything from uh like you know updates with the ceo to like oh we're you know gonna have like a mission trip so let's do an update to try to get people to join our mission trip you know, to the actual commercials that may or may not air on TV, you know, just, you know, with our current climate and what TV is, you know, we don't always air in every market, but, um, yes, it is for a kind of large hospital network. Um, but you know, so I do a lot of things, you know, healthcare related, and then a lot of things that are kind of, you know, I guess you'd call corporate, you know, like every corporate business is going to have a CEO update or, you know, a business strategy update telling, trying to, to, to trying to inform the employees. So it, it is a bit of a mix, but there's, you know, the corporate hoity toity side. And then there's also kind of the, uh, the fun creative side when it gets to like the commercials and stuff. After film school, it's not really that easy to find a job was like, this wasn't your first job because I, well, I worked with you and we worked at, um, Studio Depot. So how do you how do you end up from from Studio Depot to this yeah. job? And currently I still work at the same job that we started out after film school. I'm just kind of working on my own thing, so I I think to go from, you know, I'll just say even from film school, keep it a little bit, you know, even broader. You know, going from film school to um a position like this where I'm building the in-house kind of video team and you know, I'm kind of heading up that and like I have say towards, you know, like a 30,000 person company over any video that goes out, I can go and say, no, this doesn't fit um, to kind of go from there to here in ooh, like three years. I think it's been for me to get to, you know, to go from that. Um, I think the biggest thing I'd say is the internship I took helped a lot. And then the other big thing was a drive to always want to do better. Like 
one thing I at least try to pride myself with is every video I do, I'm trying to one up the last one and then I'm never happy with the video I've made. And that's not to say I don't like the work I do or I don't like how it turns out. It's just that, you know, now that I'm done with it, I see, oh, I could have done this better or I could have done this thing over here. And I think a lot of that comes kind of from those film school thoughts of, you know, getting critiqued all the time is, you know, my mind's constantly in that. How can I improve? How can I change my lighting to, you know, sell this better? Or how can I um, tell this story in a different way? Or what B-roll shots would have, you know, sold this as just a better piece to, you know, tell something that people will actually watch in their, you know, five minutes while they're taking a break at their desk instead of getting up and taking a walk. Right. And I think from from going to that, from going to, you know, being successful in commercials, I think it's kind of tough to find a job after film school, though. It's it's not it's not one of the easiest things. Um, no, ab- yeah, absolutely. Because, you, you know, I think it's definitely said about this industry is it's like it's who, you know, and, you know, I know in the freelance market is a little bit different than like a corporate market, but. In both instances, who you know is going to be 100% of what gets your foot in the door. So if you can find your foot in the door or make connections with, you know, people who can be your friends or just people you know, you know, I would say don't even look, don't try to be like, I need connections, connections, connections. Because if you're just trying to get connections, you're never going to be meet anyone who wants to hire you because you're just that guy that wants connections. But if you're actually out trying to meet people who have common interest or have the same passion you do, then absolutely. These people are going to be like, I like you. I like being around you. Come be on my set or come work with me. I want you to be here. I want to, you know, I enjoy the work you do. I know you enjoy the work I do. We'd fit together. Like, and that's kind of a good way to get your foot into another door and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, well, speaking of, I just, you just said, corporate and freelance you're obviously corporate so i'm guessing the difference would be like you're more of on a schedule right freelance is somebody who um works on their own time possibly with their own clients so what do you what do you feel more secure with you know corporate or freelance and i guess with freelance you'd have to build more clientele or i guess a constant clientele or if you're speaking well if you have current clients then you want to build through them more clients, I guess. So, I mean, do you think more people are going to go freelance or people feel better working corporate? Um, I, I, corporate definitely has the job security. You know, I'm, I'm put on salary, you know, I'm scheduled to work, you know, like eight to five, uh, Monday through Friday. And then of course being in, you know, being the video guy, obviously my hours go early to late weekends, all kinds of stuff. Um, with the freelance world, it's obviously a lot less, um, secure, you know, you're constantly having to try to book the next job, trying to do this, you know, um, on some of the commercial shoots, we've hired for, uh, hired a bunch of freelance people and they'll be like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm taking the day off of another shoot. That's a bigger production right now because this one pays better, you know, and I need to make my bills, you know, I got to pay my bills. So, you know, I found someone to cover me for the day, but hopefully he's not better than me and takes my job. So, you know, there's that give and take with, yes, corporate, you know, you have to follow corporate rules and all that kind of stuff. But there is, to a degree, the security that Monday through Friday, you have a job and you're going to get paid versus 
kind of always having to hustle to get that next thing. Right. Would you rather be corporate or freelance? Like, which one would you prefer? Uh, I mean, in an ideal world, I'd love to be freelance just because you can do you can pick a lot more th- of the stuff you want to do. You can do a lot more creative things. You know, you have chance to say, oh, I have, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday with no shoots. Let me call up some friends and we can make something on our own versus in the corporate world. It's Monday through Friday. I need to be in the office doing stuff or out filming. I only have this weekend now, you know, or I can try and take a day off. So it does limit your schedule in a different way. Do you do you find yourself um, going going back to well since you work with more you work with more ex, uh do you work with people who who have gone to film school or they're just experienced by i mean because really you don't you don't necessarily have to go to film school some people are just experienced by experience and that's how they get the job um do you work with those do you work with those kind of people who are who just have experience or um, do most people have like degrees that you work with so pretty much everyone I work with has some sort of degree in some sort of marketing aspect. And then people that I hire freelance uh, to come help on like commercials and stuff, they could be from degree to somebody in film school. You know, it just depends on, you know, their position in particular and then how well I know them. A lot of times I'll hire the exact same crew because I know that that crew works well. I know the speed and I don't have to think like, oh, if I get some guy, is this guy going to go to sleep, you know, in the middle of the set? And now I have to worry about someone coming in and thinking and looking on this. And then this whole thing reflects badly on me. Have you have you taken what you've learned from film school and applied it to your everyday work environment? Like, has film school helped you? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to start that over. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Um, yes, film school has absolutely helped. I think for for me, learning like a new program on the computer that you've never touched is a daunting and like sometimes impossible task. Um, if you've ever not, I mean, if you've not, if you've never worked in an editing program and you open one, it makes no sense at all that it is not intuitive in any way. So for one thing, I think film school was a great spot for me to learn how to use the editing programs. And then now that I know how to use, like I learned final cut seven. And now that I learned, once I learned how to use that, you know, premiere came intuitively, you know, X is pretty intuitive in the same sense from once you kind of know it. And, you know, so I think from the program side, absolutely. Um, when it comes to the shooting side, I think it's, it's a completely different world. Like I'm, you know, oh, you have 20 minutes with this person and you need to shoot a 30 minute video, make it happen. And you're like, ah, okay, let me do that. Versus film school is like, you got a week until you need to come back with this video. So you kind of just do what you want in your own time. Um, so yeah, there's deadlines in school. And if you miss them, you get a bad grade in work. There's a deadline. If you miss it, you're going to stay late and you're going to finish that tonight because they need that video or that was when that needs to go out. So there's some give and take to what you can bring from film school, but it's definitely going to be, I think, a much faster and a much tougher environment. I wanted to go over that a lot of people hear these stories about, you know, other people on set like PAs or or catering or just anybody, even like grips or anything like they mess up. Like once you mess up on a film set, your career is 
basically over. Like those are just constant stories. I mean, I I've been on sets where I'm a PA and I can breathe wrong and like everybody on set will just look at you with like the dirtiest look, you know? Or if you're just accidentally in the way of something. Now, if you have like a if you can tell like about a worst experience at anything like any job that you've done for this company possibly or any other thing beforehand like even on set like even on a student set like what's something that you've messed up terribly you know but it's still not the end of the world if you can share one of those experiences because i mean people think like it's the end of the world you know once you mess up but it's not for the most part no so so i'll go yeah, so I'll go to the story of that actually happened not too long ago at this current job, and um, we were making this video for the uh, the president of the company, and um, you know we went, we shot him, we filmed it, you know, um, we had the director of my department interviewed him, and you know we had probably a you know thirty to forty minutes of this guy just talking you know, explaining this kind of update that needs to kind of be cut down. So I take this huge chunk of footage and I'm going back and I'm cutting it. And, you know, I've done all this for a while. So I'm, you know, just kind of getting away at it. And I kind of got it down to about, you know, 12, 13 minutes. And I'm still thinking, you know, this is too long. You know, usually people are not going to watch past two minutes, three minutes, especially in a corporate environment. So you know, I try to talk to someone who was kind of one of my contacts within our department. You know, I'm still I was still pretty new at the time. And, you know, we kind of make this decision to split it into three different clips and try that, you know, and I think it's all good. You know, I'm pulling B-roll, putting things on it. And, you know, I give it to, you know, the head of the department and, you know, he I get no response. You know, a week goes by and I'm kind of wondering, like, I think they were supposed to send this out. Did they do that? What's happening? So I uh, all of a sudden my my uh, my boss comes over and he goes, you know, you know, come with me to the conference room. You know, we need to have a, a, a chat. And he kind of sits me down and he pretty much just explains, like, you know, this isn't why we brought you on. You know, this isn't the kind of work that we've seen that you could do. Like, you know, we don't like this video at all, you know. And I don't want to be negative, you know, he wasn't, you know, he was just kind of just explaining kind of what was wrong with this video. And, you know, I was, you know, completely apologetic and saying, like, you know, I understand this isn't my best work, you know, let me take it and try again. And he was even saying, like, you know, don't take this and make it what you think this needs to be. You know, don't take all these comments, you know, make this the video you think it should be like, make this yours. So. I thought that was some great advice on my own because I took it back, just laid all the raw footage out again and just started over. And, you know, I just saw like, oh, he mentions this thing. You know, I just started thinking like as an employee of this company, is this interesting to me? And just started chopping things, you know, and just taking all this stuff out. And, you know, once I kind of took away the fear of like, oh, I can't cut what he says, this is the president or, you know, oh, all these people have heard this. So their thoughts are we need to have this. We need to have that. And I cut it down to about a three minute video. You know, I got praises in our marketing meetings and, you know, like, you know, people were talking about it and emailing back like, oh, I love this message from our president and stuff. And, you know, so I think even though I took this video and I, I, I took all this input and kind of made some terrible products out of it, you know, it wasn't the end of the world because 
even though it was bad, we still had the chance to say, okay, let's take a step back. Let's start over and let's, you know, make a proper video, do it your way. And I think just that advice alone helps me make a great video. Yeah, I, I can I agree with that because, I mean, film is this like constantly evolving thing, you know, you're never going to have like the perfect film. You're never going to have like the perfect commercial, but, you know, you could get close to it, you know, but it's just it's never something that you can perfect. So a lot of people come out to L.A. to pursue a career in film. That's why I came out from uh, from that's why I came out from North Carolina. I came out to LA to pursue film and you lived a little bit up north or you uh, I lived like an like an hour hour and a half outside of LA in uh, the high desert. Yeah. So you came down to work, you know, in Hollywood and everything, you know, to go to school in Hollywood. Now you're back in LA, but before you in you were in Ohio. So how do you go from Hollywood to Ohio? You know, because most people think there's a ton of jobs in L.A., but really you left for a better job because the there weren't jobs here or. um. So I, I guess the saying is the more that you think there's a job there, the more other people are going to have that same thought. So, yes, there are a ton of jobs in L.A., but there's also a ton of people who are more qualified than you are fresh out of film school. Um who are getting those jobs. So when I found out about this internship in Ohio and I, I found out like, Oh, I could do commercials. You know, I would be able to uh, work on, you know, hundreds of videos in a year. I get to, you know, kind of just perfect lighting and get to do all this um, different stuff that I hadn't really done in film school. I thought, well, why am I going to sit in LA and, keep pretending that I'm going to get some big break randomly from, you know, people I don't know, or how about I go to Ohio despite being completely across the country and like in the middle of the country and try and make a name for myself and then try and come back. Yeah. What was the, what was the end goal? Like how long did you want to be out in Ohio for? So I, I, you know, I was going off at like what every single, um, every single application asked for is that two years of experience, you know, and everyone always says, how do I get that two years of experience if I can't get a job? Well, I took this internship with the idea of let me take two years in Ohio and then bring that back and try to get something better. And I ended up being there for, I think about two years and a month, you know, just about, and I moved uh, back up. I'm actually in uh, near Sacramento now. And, you know, that kind of timeline just surprisingly worked out. I think that's awesome, dude, just to set goals and then to actually, like, have those goals be achieved. Um, So now you're back out here. What's, like, well, what's the next plan? Like, do you want to stay with this company? What, 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 um, what do you want to do? Like, what's your, what's your end game? I mean, commercials are great and you're going to keep learning from it, but is there something, like, you want more of? I love the um, like the commercial aspect, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of hands in your in in your in your pockets and your you know like just reaching and saying like no 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 go left go right you know this is this corporate world and there's a lot of people who kind of don't even have any film background who are giving you all this you know they're telling you what to do and 
for me, I'd love to get back more into a a narrative. And I mean, not not to say there's no narrative in what I'm doing, but I'd love to get back into um, like what we would call, you know, like a Hollywood feature film, you know, something that's in the theater. Like, that's what I love. That's what, you know, I'll spend my time writing stuff that is that style and, you know, trying to make things towards that. So my end goal would be to make a feature of shorter term goal is to try to do a short film over the next year or so and um, try and sell myself that way. Will I leave this job? I'm probably going to stick with this job until I can get some kind of break in another direction, you know, but I still like this job. You know, one of the advantages of this job is every day I'm still tightening my skills, you know, doing this, doing that, you know, I have access to some equipment, you know, you know, uh, a lot of times these companies, if you, you know, you ask, they'll probably let you borrow it if needed, you know, for like a little side project. So there's, you know, ups and downs and advantages, but um, yeah, the goal is definitely to go more into like that narrative structure storytelling. How did you get the intern? I'm sure a lot of people going into film school are like, how, how do you get an internship? You know, is it somebody you knew, um, just an ad on Craigslist or something? How did you, how did you get that? sounds like an awesome internship, by the way. You get to travel to Ohio, and then you you travel for your job too, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and this current one I do, yeah. Yeah, so that's awesome. So how, how, does, how does one get an internship? I will say, if you're in school, it's 100 times easier because almost every internship wants to give you school credit. Um, for me, this company had this internship program that they ran every summer where they would reach out to some schools and try and hire people unfortunate or not hire people but try to bring in some interns um unfortunately i wasn't in school um but what did actually happen is i'd gone out for this wedding uh for my cousin and his best friend was the head of the video video department for this for this hospital network in ohio and just in doing the kind of the week that i was there doing the activities and stuff of course his best friend being the video guy was there. So I struck up conversations and talked to him and, uh, you know, I kind of asked about what he does and learned, you know, a bunch of what was going on. And through that, you know, I kind of had, I guess I'll say a little bit of an in of, you know, now I knew him, you know, my cousin knew him. And then I was able to send my resume over and, you know, they were like, you know, we don't have a position, but we can offer you an internship for six months and we can kind of go from there. So I, you know, weighed my options and said, absolutely, I'll take the internship and, you know, move myself to Ohio. Wow, that's a big decision, man. But it looks like it, it seems like it's paid off. Yeah, I'd say, you know, we spend so much time worried about, like, our image or, you know, oh, am I if I'm not in L.A., I'm not going to make it. And I don't think that's the case at all. I think... You know, if you're young, you know, you're old, whenever, if you have a chance at anything, take it. Because in 20, 30 years, do we want to be looking back saying, well, if I had moved to Ohio, I could have maybe been in the video industry, but, you know, I'm kind of, you know, working some junky job right now. Oh, well, you know, I'd rather be able to say I went and took that job and it didn't lead anywhere, but at least I took that opportunity and I'm better for it. Yeah. Um, what about 
what about investing in gear for yourself? Does it say you want to say you want to be like a DP? Well, I remember you you wanted to be a DP specifically, right? At one point. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I I still love uh, DPing and you know all that. Like cinematography is one of my passions. Like, you know, I'll watch a movie just because of cinematography. So, yeah. Uh, yes, huge on you know gear and kind of learning all about that kind of stuff. Paul, would you say? Because I mean, man, I I would get money from school, and I didn't really put that towards gear when. Well, I mean, I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? And I think that's probably a missed opportunity for a lot of people is putting the money that they receive from school, like the leftover, towards gear. Would that Does that make sense? Do you think that's something people should do? Invest in gear while you're in school, use that gear, learn it, you know, learn cameras, learn everything. Like, you know, what do you, what do you think about that? People investing in themselves. No, no, I think that's a great idea. Um, I'd, I'd say what you buy is probably a big, you know, you can buy a million different things. So what you buy is probably pretty important, but don't get hung up on the type of camera or the type of, you know, lenses or the type of lights that you buy. Like just buy stuff that's going to work, st- stuff that you can learn with and stuff that you can improve. Um, you know, I will say at the one hospital, yes, we used all of the hospital's equipment, but we had cameras that were, you know, five years old at that job. And, you know, I, every time I turned it on, I was like, man, this camera's ugly, but using lights and, you know, using backgrounds and trying to pick stuff. Yeah. We did stuff that got aired on TV and then eventually got nominated for Emmys and stuff. And it's, you know, so it's not the camera, it's not the lenses you have. It's, what you can do with it is way more important than um, what piece of equipment you have or what name is on it. But I, I, I think having your own gear is, you know, you can come home and just be like, oh, I have these lights. I have, you know, like I have my tiny apartment. What can I make look interesting? Even if it's just one picture right now, like let me spend, you know, the next hour working on that and just have some fun with it versus if you don't have that stuff, you come home and you're not, you know, you're not working your mind and trying to play with stuff. You're, you know, looking, you know, you can look at images and stuff as much as you want, but the practical side of it is just so much more. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so where do you see yourself? I want to ask a lot of my guests, this, a lot of my creative guests, where do you see yourself in a year? You know, whether it's still working at the hospital, but you've got your feature film done that you've always wanted to work on, or you've done commercials for different companies. I don't really know how that works, if you can go and shoot for other companies. Um, but where do you see yourself in one year? Or where do you want to see yourself in one year? Um, in a year, I'd like to see that I have my feature. I have this kind of feature I've been... I've, been uh kind of writing bits and pieces too for a while now and i'd like to see like a good version of that script in a year and i'd also like to see a short film done you know with you know i really haven't made a short film in about four years outside of you know the kind of the work stuff so i'd like to see a short film done and then have that script so i can then you know try one you know i can try and submit that to festivals and then when people see that short film i can be like great if you like that i have this script i wrote i would love to get funding to make this yeah that's pretty much how it works 
Yeah. So, I mean, that would be the goal would be to try to get like it would be try to have that next step in my career started. Yeah, man, that, no, that's a good goal, dude. I mean, the goals, the most of the goals that you've set have come true. So I'm sure this one will come true also. I want to thank you, first off, for being a guest on my podcast, for telling everybody your own experiences, um, sharing your knowledge about film and what it's like to work in the commercial industry and what it's like to go to film school, if it's a good thing or not. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Yeah, I'll, I, I want to say thank you for you know having me on this to hopefully spread some knowledge. And I just want to point out, you know, you're, you've kind of started this uh, – this kind of film creative group or thing, you know, I don't know exactly what the title would be for this, but um, I think it's a wonderful idea. Cause I, you know, so many filmmakers, I feel like we're on our own trying to just figure out what to do or, you know, how do we get our break? And I think if my own story is any kind of, you know, advice to anyone, it's that like connections and who, you know, and working with people is what's going to help push you and others further in this career. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, be sure to subscribe and rate for more content like this. And if you have any questions, I'll leave a contact below. Thanks for listening, and I'll hear from you guys in the next one.